Хей, Том! Привет, Стив! Ребята, я надеюсь, у вас получится отличное шоу. Вы же всегда заставляете меня смеяться. Well, I mean, you know, you'd be drunk all the time. Yeah, because he'd be making that wine. He'd be watered, watered a wine constantly. But he'd probably also be like super responsible. So like he'd make all kinds of wine. And when you got just feeling right, he would like stop. He'd cut you off. <laughs> it'd be holy wine though, right? What what does holy wine do to you? Because it'd be automatically blessed. It'd be made from holy water because he touched it or something. Plus the drawback also, <laughs> speaking of water... Bible mumbo jumbo something. He would, no, no, he would never be able to take a bath or a shower because the water would bounce off him. He repels water. No, he can just walk on it. I mean, I think that's part of the whole superpower is repelling water. The the walking on it was a <laughs> was a power. Yeah. Wait a second. Like his body is made mostly of water. How can he repel water? Well, his skin contains it because the skin is um it's like a it's like a that's that's how he gets his powers is the it's like a latex flesh skin. suit. And his water like going back and forth and back and forth. Like his water tries to, and he has no pores. Oh wait, <laughs> Jesus. Has, that's why his skin looks so good. That's right. Is because his the water inside his skin is moving so rapidly. He, I bet he's really warm to the touch too. I mean, never sweat, so he never had pimples or nothing. Right. He like perfect, flawless skin. Here's this guy walking around with flawless skin, and people are like, "My God, he is magical." <laughs> Save me. Save walking me, across water. Boy. That's right. I think, yeah, I think Jesus would be a good roommate. Yeah, except for the smelliness, because he never bathed. Because he couldn't bathe. Yeah, but he doesn't have pores, so he doesn't sweat. So it doesn't stink. Yeah, but this, your stink is more than just your pores, I think, right? It's like, well, I was going to say it's like dead skin cells, but the dead skin cells would resurrect themselves. So <laughs> There's all these, like, on the third day, all these skin cells. Just... <laughs> he just renews himself every three days. Yeah, maybe it would be awesome. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty cool. Except for the the stores, like you're like sitting around. And go, so, what was your day like today? Well, once there was this donkey who walked down the street. God damn it! Not another parable. Just just <laughs> tell me what you did today, and then we'll go about okay. our separate ways. I put some leper child's arm back on. <laughs> for Christ's sake! <laughs> yeah. Every time you stub your toe, Jesus. Yes. No. 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 <laughs> no. No. I was just, just. I was saying it because I stubbed my toe. What is there something wrong with my name? <laughs> Maybe I was calling for help. Yeah. And all you're doing is questioning me. <laughs> he'd be. Ma- he'd be there to make all your decisions. You know, like. Like every time you went to do something bad, like he'd peek his head around the corner, like uh uh uh. No, no, I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> Not you know what would I do? But then, then something bad happens, and like he's not prepared to handle it, and then it turns into like all of a sudden he's Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. 
<laughs> he gets the hat and everything, and then just goes around the desert in his underwear. Hey, Susenberg. Hey, Susenberg. <laughs> that is awesome. That was kind of, that was one of the quickest puns I've ever heard. I my my Heisenberg hat is off to you, sir. Thank you. Um, I think this is like our fortieth episode or something. That is it. It's got to be it's, up there. That's commemorative. Yeah, you know, we're almost a year. We have a year special that we're planning. Sure, we totally got that planned. Well, it's a <laughs> recap. We're gonna be so we're gonna be the podcast everybody hates. Where we're gonna recap. But we won't play old bits. No, no, we'll. we'll I refuse uh, to do that. I, 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 I feel like I want to go back through and do a list of the things I said wrong <laughs> that never got <laughs> corrected during the episode. That I, when I re-listened to, I'm like, wow, why the hell did I say that? That was wrong. Well, it's because you were drunk. No, that, I mean, no, partially. I mean, no, yeah, partially. Probably. Yes. Um, I found out something very interesting today. I'd like to segue. Okay. Uh, I read an article, and it was a an interview with a special effects guy, <clears throat> and he did um, a lot of. I say a lot. He did some of the special effects on Alien Covenant CGI. Nope, practical effects. Uh-huh. He's a he's like a sculptor. He's a special effects guy that just does. He he did uh, all of the inner ear CGI. He was like the consultant. You know when oh, they do okay, the yeah, score? When the, yeah, the when shit the, went yeah. yeah. That sounded really weird for a second. Like the, That's a very specific job title. Yeah. Oh, look at that inner ear. I did that. That's look, we all got me. the best. We got the best inner ear guy on hold. We're going we're gonna to hire him for this movie. He does inner ears like nobody else. Yeah. He's and the best inner him. ear guy. Uh, other inner ear guys are just inferior. Have you seen some of the inner ears in movies <laughs> nowadays? They look so <laughs> terrible. This it's guy. just... You could tell it's just plastic. Yeah. Cutting edge inner ear. Uh, he designed, uh, well, I guess almost everything was based off Giger's designs. Yeah, I was going to say, but, did they resurrect his corpse? And no, they weren't, they weren't given a whole bunch of free reign, but um, what, what he could do, he designed the, the big seven-foot-tall, um, pale white, uh, birthed humanoid uh, xenomorph. Hmm. Words. Um, they call that thing the neomorph or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't, I, but he caring. he said something. Two things that were very interesting to me. One is he just completed a music video for Tool's new song that's coming out later this year. Uh-huh. So that means Tool's going to have a new album this year, or they a new better, single, or a new single. They already a have new a new single, single and a big middle finger. They have a single, <clears throat> a, a new right. one. It is it's newer music. It came out last year called Descend A. Slash descending, whatever that means, but is it good? It's I haven't heard it. it's instrumental. Yeah, it's good. Uh, they played it live, and there's a video online. It's just like weird lights and patterns. But anyway, he, he said that, which piqued my curiosity because I'm a big Tool fan. But uh, then he he went on this little thing about Alien, the whole genre, hmm. and it. Uh, I'll just tell you that. The sequel to Alien, so Aliens, the one that we all covet so much, yes, was not the vision from the get-go. Matter of fact, it's looked at amongst the Alien aficionados as one of the worst ones. Let See, me now, I actually believe that. And yes, okay, go ahead. Okay, well, this guy said the Alien Covenant, and well, Prometheus, 
which, however it failed, but Covenant was trying to bring things back around to the original thinking that the first alien, the main point that everybody missed was that the xenomorph was supposed to be the perfect species. Mm-hmm. And then the second one came around and it just turned into a bug squashing event. It was, <laughs> they, right. they made them, instead of a perfect species, they turned them into bugs and it was Fodder. all about... Yeah, it was all about squashing the bugs. There's there's bugs everywhere. You got to squash the bugs, and um, that is not what it was intended to be. It was intended to be an exploration of if this perfect species existed, what would it look like? And that was it. So he admits that Covenant failed in its hmm. storytelling, but he brings it around, saying that it is more, it is closer to the original intent than aliens yeah no i have no problem believing that because it is a pretty hefty tonal shift between alien and aliens i mean between ridley scott and james cameron obviously james cameron did not look at ridley scott and say okay i'm gonna do what he did which is the 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 monster movie the one right the one thing crawling around picking people off by one by one which i'm forever thankful for because i mean i like alien but aliens is so much better Right, and that brought me in as a fan. Aliens, yeah, really. Uh, that's what did it for me. Which I mean, okay, I don't know where they would be going with it, but if it's a perfect species, it's a parasite. It's nothing but a parasite. Like it can't sustain itself without another species to feed off of, to use as a host. So how is that perfect? Like, what was their definition of perfect? Well, and I think that's where Covenant comes around, where where David was attempting to. He was tinkering with genetics and he was trying to make the perfect species not necessarily so that the, we, the xenomorph was the perfect one what we have was, is not there yet correct maybe that's the third movie after covenant is going to be perfection perfection they're gonna have they're gonna be like space angels like wings and they're gonna glow like your jesus roommate yeah you know no dead skin cells and maybe bounces everywhere your jesus roommate is a xenomorph the final xenomorph. Neo. His name would be Neo. And he's <laughs> the, he's <chosen> the one. <laughs> one. Bring it all around. That's right. The Matrix and Jesus and xenomorphs all together in one. Yeah, but nobody ever thought they'd hear that in the same sentence, huh? <laughs> the We're Matrix breaking new xenomorph. Yeah. Jesus. Xenomorph. Genomorph. Neomorph Christ. Ah, <laughs> yes. I'd go see that movie. I'd die for your sins and you're going to die for mine. <laughs> Yeah. Face hugger. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. Embrace it. Blah. Yeah. Great. Ah, <laughs> uh, sacrilege. It's great. <laughs> it's what's in your heart that counts. <laughs> it's what's for dinner. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what that that just popped out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh 80s bygone mottos, <laughs> slogans. Yeah. Advertising slogans. Sure. There was one gigantic advertisement in the 80s that was fed to us in the form of cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the segue. Segue! Segue! Um, yeah, so we're talking about cartoons today. Uh, yes, so yes. But when we discussed doing this episode, I, we kind of tossed out the whole, you know, nostalgia, pop culture, 80s, Saturday morning cartoons, and I think we decided to go all encompassing with all animation, including right, right. including uh, anime. Which is probably why we are tepidly calling this part one. 
because there's a yes. lot to go through. A lot of ground to cover. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> the clock is ticking before it just passes out. Clock is ticking. I am working on... I did seven overtimes last week. Yeah. Oh, slacker. Seven. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I could have done nine. <laughs> you know you can do 20 hours. They let you. Slacker. I almost did today. Nice. It was a, an incident. Ooh. But I skated. <laughs> Peace out, bitches. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. This is your problem now. You're on your own. Bye. Um, cartoons. Uh, do you have a starting point, or would you like me to? Oh, I got it. I got. It. Do you do you know what? So, like, you know, pre trivia trivia. What is the first cartoon ever made? Oh, jeez. You mean like on television, or do you mean like a flip book? Like, I would. I mean, yes. If you look it up, there's ancient animation. My... Yeah. Guess would be like in one of those penny arcades where you put in a penny and then turn the crank and it flips cells, well, animation cells in front of you and it looks like it's moving. And that is definitely um, would be animation. So this is all, totally a fuzzy topic because, you know, they had things you do. You Like you said, like you can look through a, a lens and turn a crank and vision, then pictures would move in front of you. And that's that's animation. So what the first cartoon would be would be something on film, something on like a I gotcha. You know. So I'm gonna say that it would be well, in my mind's eye, I think of like World War Two propaganda cartoons, but I would have to say that the practical answer is as soon as they could film something, they were filming animation. Pretty so, much. So late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, you would think so, but actually, no, it's 1908. And this is a consensus thing. This is definitely not an objective, like, okay, this is definitely it. But I guess animation historians kind of fall down on this one being the first cartoon, which is called Phantasmagory, the French cartoon. It's on YouTube. Ooh, la la. And it's kind Ooh. of silent because everything was silent back then. And it's kind of funny because it starts off with this guy in the movie theater and some chick with a big, huge hat with big feathers and stuff sits in front of him and he rips the feathers off. So, you know, still true to the day. Like, I can't remember the, the last time I went to the theater, some chick with big feathers in her head came and sat in front of me and I lost my shit. Started <laughs> ripping those feathers off. That's how you do it. That's how you get it done. Um, but 1908, yeah, that was a cartoon. And you look at it, it's black and white. It looks, <laughs> it's super crude. It's like stick figures almost. No almost about it. It is stick figures. And but it's interesting. It's actually kind of cool to look at. I mean, holy crap. And I think the most fascinating thing about that is that it was preserved. Yeah. I mean, this is like you said in one of the episodes we did, they would store this stuff in places where it would catch on fire easy. Yeah. And so the fact fire, that this is still around, you know, fire was only one of the risks. I mean, film would break down and. Right. Uh, yeah. I've like that's mind boggling that it stood the test of time. But I mean,. When, if if you if you're the one that knows that you've created something new, like you've you're the one that made a new art form or whatever you want to call it, I guess you would take pains to keep it around. You know, I don't know. It makes sense that the guy that made it be like, I did something here and I'm going to keep a hold of it. But I don't know. Maybe it just got lucky. Yeah. Do you know who what has been the enemy of cartoons since the dawn of cartoons? Mm, mice. Wait. Uh, hun- hunters. Um worse i'm trying to think ducks worse oh okay uh martians parents 
parents have been the enemy of cartoons. You know what? Pop me out of the whole clown hole you got there and then just let me live my life. Don't take my cartoons away from me. <laughs> uh, yeah, they started meddling in the in the 60s really is when it turned ugly and the parents decided that they didn't want their children being advertised to. Uh, am I jumping the gun here? Should we Did you were you going somewhere with the first film? Do you want to No, no, continue? I just I thought that was interesting what, you know, what the first Okay. The first. Well, let's let's skip right over the fact that they used cartoons to do racist things in World War II cartoons. Actually, I did. I did find something. Did you ever see this? And I've seen it before. There's a whole series of things called Private Snafu, which is propaganda films for World War II. Yeah. Black and white. But this shit was kind of racy. Like, yeah. I don't know if they actually showed nudity, but pretty close and pretty implied. And th- I remember seeing one about this, you know, loose lips, loose lips, shing sh- uh, loose lips, <laughs> chips. There we go. Sally sells seashells. Yeah, uh, fucking pickled Ooh. peppers, motherfucker. Peter Piper picked uh, a pickled peppers. Well, aren't you special? Uh, she. But yeah, like Sally, she just it was she. like this private guy is talking to his girlfriend back home, and she's walking around topless for some random reason. Like I get they they actually were showing these things to GI to the soldiers. Yeah. yeah. So they wanted to keep their attention, but it was a super like this guy looked like Elmer Fudd. I mean, there was it was just pure cartoon, and the and yeah, they were pretty racist, like the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, were super Japanese, you know. <laughs> like, and you really... don't mean like wear a cape and fight crime. You mean super, as in caricatures. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't super Japanese man. He was not Captain Jap Japan. No, yeah, he was like you know. He wasn't and... super Japan man. He was <laughs> super Japan man. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I watched, you know, I'm watching them. Like, wow, this. So as soon as cartoons became a thing, they dirtied it up pretty quick. I think that's just everything. That's natural. That's rule thirty four. Rule th- that's order sixty six. That's order sixty nine. Right to order sixty nine. <laughs> uh yeah, but not just all animated any... characters get fucked. That's 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 order sixty nine. Guaranteed, Jessica Rabbit. It's out there. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, high probability that I uh, have seen that, but um, not to really gloss over it, but to gloss over it. Yeah, the nineteen forties spawned um, some wild cartoons, and I guess you know the way Walt Disney did his production company and started cartoons. I I'd say that the cartoons that the GIs watched and the, the ones that they'd play at the beginning of movies they were geared more towards adult but at some point in time cartoons were stereotyped as for children. Yeah, I I wonder what okay, so when did you you might know this. When did the first Disney cartoon was Steamboat Willie, right? Yes. When did that uh, appear? When was that a thing? I'm going to have to refer to my Googs. Mm. Because I just as a little aside, I just saw something that said within the next six years or nine years or something like that, Steamboat Willie becomes public domain. 1928. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, yeah, something like that. Within, with, with 100 years, it becomes public domain. So, within 10 years, it will become public domain. But isn't that, if somebody holds a copyright, isn't it still protected? I don't, I guess not. I'm, like I said, I just kind of came across it. So, maybe the guy didn't know what he's talking about, but. That that would be funny. Like Disney's first original cartoon becomes public domain. You know the first thing that's going to happen. Somebody's, porno version. 
<laughs> the porno version of Steamboat Willie. The porno, the porno version of Steamboat Willie is going to happen. Actually, never mind. I take that back. It, it probably already has because parody laws protected. So yeah. Um, but then the switch was made that cartoons were geared towards kids, mm-hmm. and then you get into the '60s and cartoons were commercialized. Well, this is interesting too because, like you said, they the switch was made to gear them towards kids, but animation was a holy grail of art for hundreds of years. Well, it depends on what you consider animation. Like, if you're doing shadow puppets on the wall, that's, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say, mean, like, uh, I don't know if, like, cave paintings... But I they suppose. had... Yeah, they had, like like you said, cave paintings that showed things happening in sequence where, I mean, you could consider that a crude early form of animation <laughs> you but just had, had a caveman like uh, uh, and he'd show you like he'd point <laughs> to which one you're supposed to be looking at and if you look at him in fast sequence it it actually looks like it's moving yeah like stone tablets you flip around <laughs> wah, 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 wah. like the strongest guy in your village was your animator because he had to flip these stone tablets around real quick to make it look like and then i clubbed her and then i dragged her and then we got to the bedroom and th- <laughs> okay i gotta stop making this all about porn that's sad <laughs> Well, anybody well. that you knows that no, um, yeah. Anyway, in the 1960s, things got commercialized. There were actually toy companies that created cartoons specifically to sell their products, mm-hmm. which is really the birth of the heavy commercialism that swept the Saturday morning car, swept the children <laughs> right off their feet. Because when you get into the late 70s and early 80s, any TV show had at least a pilot cartoon. Oh, yeah. And then also had a toy made. Yeah. So in the 60s, you what do you, you look like you did some research here. What is the... Uh... I, I did a little bit of research, um, not a ton, because I was, you know, super busy. You know me, wicked busy. But um, it really wasn't until the 90s that the FCC started like cracking down on previous rules that they had made rules and laws and whatever. But it started in the sixties where parents kind of got together and said, you need to stop commercializing uh, your shit. You need to stop (laughs) commercializing your cartoons because we can't afford it, man. And uh, yeah, as I say, the whole motivation was that I don't want to listen to my little brat scream about the newest goddamn doll on the market. Right. And it it wasn't just that it was like um, vitamins. You had kids, Flintstones chewable vitamins. That's right. The vitamin, the whole industry had these children's chewable vitamins that they'd advertise in them, you know, and kids were getting into uh, vitamin bottles to eat them like candy. And, you know, it was it was a fad. It was a wave that came through and the uh, vitamin companies actually agreed to withdraw advertising on Saturday morning cartoons because it was such a a big deal. But uh, I just. I remember the Flintstones vitamins. I remember liking them, so they must have been full of sugar. Like they can't actually have been all that good for you. And I, I never really thought about it. They're probably just candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as long as they're in the same room as some actual vitamins, they yeah. can pretty much say Look, it's little, it's Tic Tacs with extra vitamin C. Like essentially, that's what you got here. Right. It's good for you. It's part of this nutritious, balanced, complete, fibrous breakfast. It's funny. It's yummy. It'll make you ah. healthy. Um, anyway, uh, the commercial impact on the children 
was a concern of the parents. So they got the ball rolling and, and parents ruined things. But they certainly didn't ruin them much because these, for the most part, they ignored the parents for the longest time, especially through the 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like commercialized big time. It wasn't until uh, 1990 that the FCC got really fucking serious. And they were like, listen, for every... You know, they had to have three hours of educational programming on in the morning if they were going to air cartoons. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS, that were cranking out the cartoons, rather than do what they do commercially, they, they opted to uh, put on news and sports programs and then shop their cartoons out to other networks like Nickelodeon and, and stuff like that. So... Uh- that's what ruined the fucking Saturday morning cartoons. Kids nowadays don't know that when you woke up in the morning and you poured a giant fucking bowl of sugary cereal <laughs> and sat in front of the TV and watched the fucking G.I. Joe and the A-Team and, mm-hmm. you know, Voltron. Like, that was that was living, man. Yeah, you know what? And uh, we've discussed this before. I couldn't watch saturday morning cartoons but i did watch sunday morning cartoons yeah and it was essentially the same thing i did probably a different batch of cartoons i do remember some cartoons like even as a kid not appealing to me and that was the bulk of the hannah barbera stuff blasphemer i know i'm sorry like i know scooby-doo was hannah barbera so and that was like that was my first cartoon yeah I, i can't say that was the first i ever saw but from the youngest age, that was like, okay, I have to watch Scooby-Doo. I have to watch Scooby-Doo. And then like Super Friends or uh, what was it? Blue Falcon or whatever. And Dino Mutt. Yep. Like, I like that stuff. But the shit like the Laugh Olympics or... I love the Laugh Olympics. <laughs> I know. The Hair Bear Bunch. Yeah. Uh, Even you know, Yogi Bear. I, I can never get behind Yogi Bear. Um. Well, and that was those cartoons like Scooby-Doo and shit like that. The ridiculousness was born out of how highly produced and serious the cartoons were before that. Like the Johnny yeah. Quests and the, you know, the real violence and the, the real <laughs> themes be, you know, they weren't necessarily super children themes. So they listen, were, kids, the, colonialism is bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were a ton of cartoons that were, you know, like shaping these kids and the parents See? were like, no, no, no. C-Lab 2020. And you know what? C-Lab 2020, that animation style to this day is my favorite style. Yeah. You know? And there are people listening that'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's a style of animation that is, like, realistic, but not in yeah, any like, way, shape, or form. Yes. Like, it's not cartoony, but it's crude, weirdly enough. Yeah, and... and the characters are put in some really they're able to put the characters in some scenarios and situations that just were not you know they were just bonkers like swimming around in the you know a mile below sea level <laughs> in a scuba <laughs> suit <laughs> with just goggles and a snorkel or something oh shit. i know yeah, yeah exactly. like like the pressure would cave in your lungs but you know <laughs> or or to be in outer space or you know i mean but you're right like i watched like if you know C Lab twenty twenty, you're probably thinking of C Lab twenty twenty one where Adult Swim took it and made it hilarious. Yeah. Anybody but that has it was actually was a legit cartoon in the from the seventies. And I remember watching a couple episodes 
actually recently just for the hell of it, just because, well, I say a couple, I watched the pilot, just, I, I saw I could take, yeah. but uh, it, you're right. It was like a message. It was trying to teach you a message of like conservation and safety. Yeah. And then all, of course, like teamwork and sticking through it and all that shit like that, like every cartoon has, but, but yeah, it was like, you're right. It wasn't a cartoon just to be stupid and weird and wacky. It was, they, they tried to teach you a lesson. Yeah. They tried to impart something. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some Scooby-Doo. So then along comes... Oh, no, no. Scooby-Doo actually imparted lessons, too. It's it's funny. Like, like, don't go downstairs. There's a monster downstairs. Stay upstairs and raid the fridge. When you're dividing into teams, be on the team with the hot redhead. (laughs) Well, just be on the team with the two girls. That's right. That's right. Send the friggin' stoner and the dog down to the basement. (laughs) I'll be up in the attic with the two chicks. If you hear some funny noises, just don't worry about it. Do you have... do you remember any particular episodes of Scooby-Doo? Of course, the Globetrotter episode. The, the Globetrotter episode or the Batman and Robin episode, sure. And the Kiss, the Kiss episode. Okay, I never saw that one. That's weird. Huh. But there is an episode with a clown. There's some people out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. What, what's There's happening? There's a clown that can hypnotize people. Oh, don't his eyes turn to spirals? I think so. That does like sound Shadow? Like... But... <laughs> <laughs> yes but he hypnotizes daphne oh yeah he does the next time you see her she's wearing this leotard and she's on a unicycle i'm listening and i remember well that's it it's a kid's cartoon but i remember being a kid being oddly aroused by that <laughs> that you and could that, hypnotize women like and whoa. make them do things that they wouldn't normally do <laughs> that's exactly right oh joyce oh, i was that was my first weird awakening too i'm like he made her put on this little outfit and <laughs> she's doing what he wants her to do think of the possibilities no this, I, and i am not alone like you could look online the scooby-doo clown hypnotizing episode is like weirdly okay all, i shouldn't even like mention all these because it's like boys found their sexuality yes the freaks came clown. out of the woodwork with this clown this episode right. there was a, a run on people people buying pocket watches and <laughs> <laughs> you are feeling very sleepy <laughs> You have a leotard, right? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. You packed a leotard in that creepy van of yours, right? <laughs> the mystery uh, machine is going to have a one less mystery. That's right. Or one more, depending on how this goes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Fred's going to be mystified. What what happened back there? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. What is covering everything. <laughs> is this clown makeup? Yes, we'll go with that. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's white and sticky. We're just going to say clown me. Well, let me tell you about my Saturday morning cartoon experience. I watched everything I possibly could. Mm-hmm. I switched between channels and commercials. I caught half of a story. My favorites were the Super Friends, Scooby-Doo, later on, like the Smurfs, Richie Rich. So you watched the Smurfs? I did watch the Smurfs. And what's funny is I watched... Um, just to kind of get my juices flowing a little bit, I watched like 50 of the top uh, Saturday morning cartoon theme songs. Yeah, yeah. Like I brought that up. And the Smurfs, actually, it was very common for popular cartoons to get like wacky spinoffs. Hmm. And the Smurfs was one of them because I, I watched uh, the Snorkels. The, the Snorks. The Snorks, yes. Snorks was a spinoff, but um, ha. there was a, a later series of the smurfs just called smurfs not the smurfs it was just smurfs 
and it was updated music, updated theme. Uh, Gargamel had a like a nephew or you know an a, an evil partner that was a child could have been you know I don't know how that goes, but um, <laughs> there was an evil witch now, and uh, the thing that was incredibly striking is there were a shit ton of Smurf babies. Yeah, were there Smurf women? I'm pretty sure there was just Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> but there was I want, a... the, I want the scene where Smurfette's just tied up in a fucking mushroom going, <laughs> just kill me. Just yeah. kill me. Um, yeah, lots of Smurf babies. That's <laughs> oh, all God. I have to say about that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't uncommon for these cartoons to get like uh, Scooby-Doo morphed into Scooby and Scrappy. Then it moved into like the Scooby scooby and scrappy hour and then it was the scooby and scrappy and something else that it it totally completely got rebooted many times and i think they were that was kind of like a thing back then like uh the flintstones got the flintstone kids uh yeah there was a well i almost want to say a 60s version where there's something where pebble and bam bam were grown up but she was total 60s chic like it's like a hippie mod 60s thing Right. But, I mean, how old is the Flintstones, though? The Flintstones went into the 60s. So didn't Scooby-Doo. Right. So I'm thinking my timeline might be off because I don't think if they had a spinoff with Pebbles as older, she wouldn't that wouldn't have taken place. No, the, the there was a there was a spinoff where like Fred and Wilma's grandkids were running around like little assholes oh, right, getting right. into adventures. And that was later in the 80s. That was like mid 80s. I, I don't. Like I'm resisting the urge to pick up my phone and look up all the dates on these simply because what? I know that once I do go down that yeah. <laughs> hole, I'm not going to come back. So uh, I know there's definitely a Pebbles and Bam Bam as teenagers. Period. Too. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I think that I think that there were multiple reboots. Yeah, and um, I'm not saying they all did, but a lot of them did. I'm sure people listening can come up with some of their favorites, but. Uh, yeah, I the Super Friends got like they went way out there. They got like uh Super Friends in the galaxy. They they left Earth and were doing all kinds of interdimensional shit. Um yeah. but that was like the third incarnation of the Super Friends. Um I have the very first season of Super Friends on DVD. I'm looking at it right now. And now I want to just put it in and watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, let me let me let me touch on that. So when you go back and look at these old cartoons that you loved as a kid, is the nostalgia enough to carry it? Or is it just like, do you look at it going, all right, I, I, I get it. I, I, I'm all set. I am satisfied with watching clips like on yeah. YouTube and stuff like that. I, like I said, I have the super friends on DVD. That was totally and completely my nostalgic self seeing that on the store shelf and being like, mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta have that. I don't know as I've ever watched any of those. <laughs> right. I'm right. pretty sure I haven't put that DVD, those DVDs in and, and just sat and watched the super friends and not to say I wouldn't love to, I would love to get my kids on the couch and put in the super friends and just watch their reactions given today's animation and what's available to them. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they'd watch that and be like, seriously, like dad, did you actually? Yeah. Sit down? Although but, some of the cartoons that are out today is actually reboots. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, like, no, I mean, they, for whatever reason, it's crude, like very crude, very unsophisticated animation, like almost like outline, very like, I don't I'm trying to like, I don't watch 
cartoons for the most part anymore, but I do catch some stuff, and some of the stuff is very um. What the fuck's it called? Adventure Time. Yeah, I. To be perfectly honest, I think those like Rick and Morty and Adventure Time. I think those are made for adults. Well, I don't think I, Adventure Time maybe is, but like Rick and Morty is definitely like Family Guy. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, stuff like that. But I'm talking like actual kids cartoons. There's a few well, of them out there that are like very, like what's what, one from the like the late eight nineties uh, that I didn't watch but I heard of was like Ed Ed and Eddie. Yeah, not I exactly the most highest quality. Right, yeah, like Hey Arnold, Cat Dog. Uh, yeah, you know, Rugrats, Rugrats, even very Ren and rough. Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy, even yeah, yeah, and that was. I think like a design choice for Ren and Stimpy, but so like the animation quality might not throw your kids off if you show them. Cause that's kind of, well, they are big into the, my little pony, which is a total and complete reboot from mm-hmm. the, my little pony of, you know, the eighties, but the animation on that is it's computer generated. I mean, it's, it's made to look hand drawn and probably some of it is, but I'll say that a lot of that stuff looks like it's sleek coming right off a computer. Yeah, yeah, and they they watch the shit out of that stuff. They they love that um, Monster High, uh, <laughs> My Little Pony. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that they're watching now that are just the animation, the the drawings and the techniques, and it's just awesome. It's unbelievable. Like I wouldn't have even believed it if you had showed it to me when I was a kid. Shown, right. shown it to me. Shown or showed? You know, Shaw. there's a yeah, Shane. They shade it to me. <laughs> I got shade it. But there's a like I get why they do stuff like that because you kind of don't want your cartoon to be dated. Because I remember some things that were were considered cutting edge at the time that you let, look at it now it's laughable. Like um like okay I was too old when it came out but I was aware of it. it was a later Transformers cartoon called Beast Wars. Yeah, it was all 3D computer animated, and you can't you you can't watch it now. It's it's laughable. It's it's like a lot more man quality than 3D right. animation. Right. Like we talked about before, which like you, you would be so distracted by the shitty, shitty quality of the 3D animation. But you can watch something like Transformers the movie and still yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, even there's like, a difference uh, between computer animation and cartoon, like cartoon, cartoon animation. Right. Um, G.I. Joe. Yeah. That that style um, was great. Uh, it was I don't know if they can recreate that. I mean, I'm sure they could, but why would you when you have computers at your disposal? Hmm. So, okay, so what did you watch during the, let's, let's say the 80s, because that's probably both when we both were still pretty into cartoons. What did you watch that just really did it for you? Well, after school, there was Heathcliff and Friends. And I remember that, yep. Heathcliff, there was Heathcliff, Heathcliff, Heathcliff. Yeah, da da, zoo do 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 do. Don't know Terrifies the word. the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I had to give a few lines. Um, but then Mask came on after that. Yeah. Um, when we finally got uh Nickelodeon, Danger Mouse was on, and Danger. I've gone back and rewatched some Danger Mouse episodes. I that, loved Danger Mouse. Yeah. Um, to me, it doesn't hold up. Ah. Oh! No. Yeah, sorry. I oh. I watched one a little while ago. It was on YouTube, and I didn't remember the episode, but it was kind of hard to swallow. It but. was so British. It was just like the most British thing in the world. Yeah. But I, you know, I actually did what it, it came to Netflix or something a few years ago. My brother, I remember my brother telling me like, 
you know, Dangerous Mouse is on Netflix. So I'm like, all right. Sat down and started watching a bunch of episodes. I still liked it. Tenfold, <laughs> cut muggy, fucking. It was actually, I, it was this dry British humor. I thoroughly enjoy it still. Like, I'm not sitting there going, all right, I, I want to do a marathon and this is the, but for something that I loved as a kid to still hold up to this extent when I was older surprised me. I, I actually still love Danger Mouse. Crumbs, Chief. He's the greatest. He's fantastic. Wherever there is danger, he'll be there. Um. So let me just, I'll run you off a list of some of the cartoons that I really enjoyed. Okay. Okay, I, hit me. I like Looney Tunes. Yeah, and that's not 80s, but that's a class. It'll never get old. Right. And there were, you know, there were some in the 80s. You can tell the style, mm-hmm. uh, especially like Tom and Jerry. I like Tom and Jerry, but you can tell when there was a 60s Tom and Jerry and a 70s Tom and Jerry. You know what I mean? I, like, I never really watched Tom and Jerry. Like, I, it's a weird confession of mine, but I never really watched that much of it. Um. Yeah. Sorry. The Jets, the J- no, that's okay. The Jets no, in. I'm sorry. Um, I loved all of the Disney ones except Darkwing Duck. I never got into Darkwing Duck, but uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, <laughs> DuckTales, Tailspin. Um, I had a, a sorry not to derail you, but I just got to say this. I had a weird. Um, if you if you even remembers if you if you're listening, Rob, do you remember this weird bonding moment we had a few years ago oh. about Chippendales Rescue Rangers? Docking. Yes, and that was exactly it. <laughs> It was about Gidget or Gadget. What the fuck was her name? Gadget, the mouse. No, it wasn't. It was about this one episode where they sing. They, they the girl mouse, the Gadget, joins this cult, and it's called um, Cuckoo Cola. The cult, like, come along, you belong, feel the fizz of Cuckoo Cola. And I started singing it, and then he finished it, and I thought, oh my god, I thought nobody else on the planet would know that freaking reference, and he knew it, and that it was a, it was a moment. We had you, a moment. You shared a moment. Yes. Um, he might not remember, but I remember. <laughs> it's a deep, deep feeling that you have. It's in my hope chest. In the cockles. <laughs> uh, anyway, Scooby Doo, um, Snorks, uh-huh. Fat Albert. Oh yeah, that was uh, what I only saw a little bit of. That was on before I went to school in the morning. So I saw a few minutes while I was kind of getting ready, and then we shuffled off to school. Uh, Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, and. I'm going to share one with you that has always haunted me. And I'm let me see if you have the same feeling I do because it a feeling comes over me when I watch this and that mm-hmm. is the Pink Panther. Yeah. You know like, it, the fact that n- nobody dark. talks. Yeah. It's dark, there's no dialogue. Like it's the, not a fun cartoon but it is one you stopped kept watching. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know what it is. It's, it grips me in such a way that it's almost like I'm afraid of it. Yeah. I, I, I actually know exactly yes. what you're talking about. I, I can't, it was a little unsettling to watch that cartoon. Yes. I, I'm sure there's a name for that feeling. I don't know what it is, but there was like this far away silence. Farfic Nugent. It's Farfic Nugent silence <laughs> that it's just, it's strange and I can't pull myself away. Uh, like they you were, would watch it, but you weren't happy watching it. Right. What is the name of that feeling? <laughs> There's got to be a German word for it. Um, Schaffenfracken. Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. I never watched that. I I never watched. Bo- I've never seen a full episode. That Rocky was very crude. But oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. must I, know enough about it that you know the. Oh, I've seen clips. I know exactly 
Yogi Bear and Natasha. Natasha. Yeah. yeah, all that. Um, Yogi Bear, which you said you didn't like. Uh, Watched it, but wasn't a big fan. Okay, I'm going to drop this on you, and I'm going to guess that you have the same feelings I do about it. It's one of my all-time favorites. This would go in my top five. Mm. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. No, it's, uh, we've kind of talked to this. I think this was a Saturday morning cartoon because I never saw it. Yeah, okay. Well, you should. It's got to be on YouTube. You should <laughs> I, I, watch every episode of Dungeons. Actually, I wanted to mention this, and let me see if I I, I have to bring up a window, so you have to go away I have, for a second. Um, is this the one about the kids that get transported into the world? Of, yes. Like a They're on a roller coaster, and they go through a magic mirror, and all of a sudden, the dungeon master shows up and says, you're a ranger. You're a elf you're a dwarf and there's a baby unicorn and all you know like you're a barbarian so they all have a task to do and they have to survive anyway go ahead i have i have never seen dungeons and dragons the cartoon but i i may or may not have seen a porno version of that somewhere (laughs) i i can't confirm or deny that that sounds terrible it's actually kind of messed up so uh, we'll just leave it there um all right so i'm gonna direct everybody I I am not responsible for what this website does to your computer. I've used it in the past, <laughs> and nothing has happened to my computer. Uh, so I feel safe in saying that it's okay. If you go to kisscartoon.es, you can find a place that will play pretty much any cartoon that's out there in the web world. You can watch pretty much everything. And so if you find if you move your browser to kisscartoon.es and you will go watch some Dungeons and Dragons, you will you'll be happy. Huh, so anyway. It's funny because there's a website I knew about called Kiss and yep, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. Is did it No, is there's it, one I, I found called Kiss Anime. It was the same thing. Like you can watch all kinds of anime stuff. Oh yeah. It. This is Kisscartoon.es. It's the same it's the same overarching thing because it's the yeah. same format. Um so Kiss Anime, if you still cartoon, if you want to watch Japanese animation, same thing. I liked uh the Littles. The Littles. Yep. Of course, I like The Incredible Hulk. Wait, what What was The Littles? I don't think I've The Littles were little... <laughs> um, they were small rodent people. They were like half half people, half mice, and they were the size of mice, and they lived in the walls. That sounds horrifying. Well, no, I mean, they didn't look like mutants. They looked like humanoid. They looked like little people with like little mouse ears and little mouse tails and they were families of them and they lived in walls and inside the wall they'd have entire like houses like not just so houses but towns you know what i mean like the, the, i mean they, they had their they own little society and they they would like go into first of all they were tinkers so they'd go into the house and find items and use them for their own purposes like of course like a spool of thread is their table and uh like they'd go into the house and find clothespins and the clothespin would be some sort of device that they'd use to hold something in place and like their bed would be a book of match, uh, not a book, but like a big box of matches that had been, you know, caught and had been, st- you know what I mean? I and guess were- I, I don't know. I find this very upsetting because you're either describing, you're describing sentient creatures trapped in a very tiny space, having to scavenge to survive or. Yeah, that was the beauty of it. Or people living in a house with the worst infestation. In <laughs> um, no, like, this well, is very un. un- unsettling to me i don't i don't of like of course that. the enemy was the cat in the house 
And there was always a kid the cat that was talk? cruel. No, the cat didn't talk, but the littles did. But they were constantly building like balsam wood airplanes and flying around the house and, you know, trying to escape the cat or the neighborhood kid that is torturing animals and, you know, the psychopath and all that bullshit. But See, like, you're just going to be like a horrifying fucking thing to me. <laughs> well, as a child, you have to put yourself in the mindset of a child and that would like the whole world that they lived in behind the wall was actually fascinating to me. It was cool. Um. Anyway. Oh my God. What? I typed in the littles to Google to click on Google Images to see what pops up. Yeah. What's the first thing that pops up? A small penis. Gay little sex. Comic. <laughs> Not even lying. Not even lying. Oh man. Like a little comic about gays, gay little sex. I just. Well, I can world, assure you, the world is fucked. <laughs> the littles that I watched as a child were not. <laughs> It had nothing to do with gay sex. I it mean, well, all, you know what? The subtext. To be perfectly honest, there were only there was only like one or two girls, and then like the rest of them were dudes. So who? <laughs> I mean, there was probably some gay little sex going on, but <laughs> in it was a book. It was a book series that I read that then they turned into a uh, they turned it into a cartoon. I don't know why I expected anything different. I could type in the Smurfs and like three. Rose down would be like Smurf at getting railed or something. That'd just be the way it works. And now I gotta search for that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so you you kind of touched on this before, but you personally never have like even looking back on it. Do you have an issue with these cartoons being made purely to sell you toys? I well, I didn't when I was a kid, and I don't now. I mean, all of the cartoons that my children watch now all are they come with a toy sure like i can i can walk to the store or drive to the store however i get there i can go to pogo stick i can pogo stick to walmart like most people do (laughs) as one does (laughs) like half of america i can pogo stick to walmart and i can go if you go to walmart you're not pogo sticking okay i can use a hover round like a scooter i can use my government provided scooter I can rascal my way to Walmart. I can rascal to Walmart, <laughs> and I can rascal down the toy aisle, and you will find a toy for every single cartoon that is on television right now. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I'm okay with that. I don't care. that Like, the parents of your, like, they had yeah. a, a big problem with the commercialism, but... Look, like, this is what I say to those parents from back in the day, because my megaphone has time-traveling abilities. Be better parents. If you get sick of your kids whining to you about toys, punish them until they stop fucking whining, you know? <laughs> Tell them, hey, you whine about your toy again, you're not going to get any toys. We're going to take the ones you have. Whatever the fake the case may be. But as a kid in the 80s, watching Transformers, watching G.I. Joe, watching Thundercats, all that stuff, and then getting that toy enhanced my love of all of it. I love the toy more. He-Man. You know, I played with He-Man. Oh my god, me and my brother wouldn't stop playing with He-Man forever. You were silly because, with it. And we didn't it's not like we played it and said, okay, this one's a good guy, this one's a bad guy. Like we made up our own shit with the toys. Right. You actually if, used your imagination. Right. And if we got would have gotten a random toy from that wasn't tied to anything, we probably would have lost interest. So the fact that we had this He-Man, that we had this many faces, the man at arms, the skeleton. I'm gonna run down all the He-Man fucking characters I remember. Ram Man! He had a little springy legs. Yeah, I had uh, Ram Man. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait a second. Ram Man nowadays is totally and completely. Let's go back. Go to Google and look up He Man Ram Man. It's I... Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> it was based off of him. Yeah, there will be a true Ram Man. <laughs> um. Oh, Triclops! You could spin his visor around his different yep. eyes. Yep. Um. And he had a crap, a counter- crap jaw. You could change his arms out with different things. Yeah. Okay, I could go through all the human Extendar. I noticed. I noticed you're you're only doing the men and none of the women. Were there even? I actually don't think I owned any of the women because there's like Evelyn, Sorceress, and Tila, and I'm pretty sure that yeah. we didn't have any of those. What was the name of the cat? Battle Cat or what Cringer. was his? Yeah, Cringer was the alter ego. That's right. Panthor was Skeletor's big cat. And it was velvety. Oh, my God. It was, was... and I never had that, but I had a neighbor that had that, and I was super jealous. Yeah, it felt so good to stroke. Yeah, then you touch his tail. (laughs) I waited for you to take a drink of beer before (laughs) I said that. I'm a little disappointed there was no spit take. What? Stroking the cat? (laughs) Yes, we'll call it cat. Cat. (laughs) Nothing else. No euphemism. No. We got to keep it PG, just like the cartoons it's based off of. We can't say pussy because that would be wrong. <laughs> well, wait, you just said pussy. No, it's, it's a reference. It's, it's cool. Have any of you actually ever seen a pussy? Any of who? <laughs> Have any of you ever seen a chicken? I was just, I was, I was mixing my metaphors. Oh, you, you threw some Arrested Development. I, gotcha, I brought I some gotcha. Arrested Development I... in there. I did. I, there were a couple things. Anyway. I was going to look behind me like, who are we talking about? <laughs> Oh, the man and the, the the clown behind you with the hypnotic eyes. He's it's clown got, makeup. It's clown makeup. I swear. He's got hypnotic eyes, and he's making you put on a leotard. Oh, you know what? That's that, it doesn't end with the clown. There's a whole subgenre of freaks out there that love the um, what's the snake from Jungle Book? Yeah. Uh, oh no. Well, maybe it's Jungle Book. Yeah, it is. It's the Jungle Book when he when he's going after Mowgli, and his eyes turn into like weird colors and shit. Yeah, but I think the snake from Robin Hood does the same thing. Yes, it's the same so snake. It's snakes that hypnotize, and there's a whole fucking freaky fetish culture out there that love that snake. Like, they love that cartoon hypnot- hypnotization. Yeah, there's definitely some weird shit about that, like hypno- hypnotizing women and making them do your bidding. I don't... I don't I don't see the lure. I don't see why people would like that at all. I would love to have that power so I could be like hypnotizing my wife and being like, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> You're going to let me nap. <laughs> You're going to do the dishes today. Yeah, she does the dishes. Okay. I can't. See, I can't, I really, watch, I can't I really say much because since I've been doing all the overtime, she's done literally everything in the house. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. You're gonna do the overtime. <laughs> Five weeks academy. Yeah. Five weeks of shadow time. You're in. Just do it. Yeah. And uh, I'll just be sitting here playing my Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would personally want the hypnotization power so I could find these women that are hypnotized and free them. Your from Honor. Their shackles. <laughs> Have a seat. <laughs> my name's Chris Hansen. Have a seat. <laughs> No, I wanted to tell her how to not be hypnotized by hypnotizing her. So we found this van with <laughs> no windows and lots of pocket watches hanging from it. <laughs> I'm freeing women. I'm freeing them. I'm driving around the country and I'm freeing them from evil. I'm freeing them from, from clowns. From clowns and snakes. I'm a big 
yeah. clown with a snake wrapped around it with the, like, the Ghostbuster, you know, circle with the slash to it say no, bad, you know. What's that called? I don't Sir, know. we have a doctor we want you to talk to. <laughs> uh, now stare into my pocket watch. Yeah, that's right. You will You're sign off that I'm okay. Very sleepy. Um, Well, <clears throat> we have pretty much talked about kids' cartoons. Let's talk about adult cartoons here for a minute. So, <laughs> what? God, I, I have a problem. So what do you mean by adult cartoons? Heavy metal. Okay. Because there's some cartoons out there that are consider adult cartoons that are not like you got your yeah, well yeah the, the, i think the Simpson, simpsons walks a, the the tightrope between, between adults and children okay as i say legit pornography because i'm not sure well the simpsons has i've seen some pictures of marge in some precarious positions yeah no even the regular episodes have her popping out of places sometimes and yeah shit. well um no like so rick and morty uh american dad um, the Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Archer, like there's there is a ton of animation that is Family Guy that's geared towards adults. Um, well, this is something I was gonna touch on too. But do you remember there's a slew of like after after the Simpsons became a hit in the late nineties, there was a slew of adult cartoons that were super under the radar. I remember um some from Cartoon Network like uh, Doctor Cats. Yeah, stuff like that. Well, yeah, Dr. Cats. But I keep going back to uh, Duckman. Did you ever watch Duckman? Uh... It doesn't sound familiar, but it, was... it totally and completely would have been in my wheelhouse if it were. Yeah, it would have, because it was voiced by Jason Alexander. Uh... I'm going to have to go look at a picture of Duckman. But it was that, there was, a, there was a slew of them. There was one called the Oblongs that was, the, the father was voiced by uh, Will Ferrell. Like a lot of these adult weird cartoons that definitely took their lead from simpsons yeah i remember Duckman, but didn't really go anywhere yeah like they're probably beloved by a certain subgenre of people um the critic which was yep. um john lovitz yep a lot of these cartoons that went for a couple seasons maybe even four or five that were successful but not exactly groundbreaking or they're not gonna you know be in the pantheon of classic animated programming or anything like that but the simpsons spawned a lot of these cartoons that were adult dr cats like you said um cartoon network uh adult swim did a bunch of that shit in the late oh, late 80s early 90s yeah, they, yeah and they did a bunch uh, of the, late 90s early aughts i should say yeah the 2000s with um my god there's there's a ton of them the i think Aqua i would Aqua Teen Hunger Force, um, Sea Lab 2021, uh, The Brack Show, uh, Space, Space Ghost. Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, which then spawned The Brack Show. There was one uh, called, I think it was called Home Movies, which is pretty crude. Yep. And I actually didn't think it was all that funny, but it was on for a while. Yeah. But uh, some of this stuff was like um, your favorite. What am I thinking of? Shit. Harvey Birdman. Birdman. I fucking love Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Anybody Harvey listening right now, just hit pause and go watch Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Fantastic. Funny. It's the funny part about all these shows is fairly well-known stars and or big stars did the voices for these. Harvey Birdman had Steve Steve Colbert and mm-hmm. Gary Cole. I mean, like I said, Jason Alexander, Will Ferrell. Um, just H. John Benjamin got to start doing these cartoon swim. He is now the voice for Bob and Bob's Burgers. And yep. Archer and Archer. 
Like he's he's made it big. He really has. And he got to start doing these crude cartoons. So I, it's funny to me that I don't know what appeals to these big stars that they will say, yeah, I'll totally throw these, my voice at these cartoons. Like they I, all want to be the next Harry Shearer or Frank uh, Hank Azaria or Dan Castellaneta. Just think about how low, yeah, I mean, low impact it is to do voice acting. Yeah. Where you're, you're probably in a climate controlled room, you're getting uh, some good direction that is right there, and you know you probably can just read your lines if you need to. I it, to me, it, there's probably a lot of work that goes into if you're creating a voice. Um, but as far as acting, well, just all these voice guys, acting, it's their voice. Like they're not even changing it. It's just them talking to a new mic. Yeah, I mean, and you can see that with a lot of. Disney movies with The Rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson doing uh, Moana. Well, sometimes that's commercial, too. Like, you you want to tout that this big star is doing the voice, so you don't want to hide his voice. Right. But, I mean, that, to me, seems like the perfect opportunity to do something that is more native to, you know, the, the original, the origin of whatever you're trying to portray. Like, Moana... The girl that does Moana is from Hawaii, but she, you know, she sounds very American and Frozen. Well, I I, I take that back. There are people in Frozen that have like a Norwegian accent or like a Scandinavian accent or Swedish or whatever. Um, Well, I mean, for the most part, though, you got, you know, Kristen Bell and whatnot. Right. And Kristen Bell is Kristen Bell in the movie. And yeah, for the most part. But uh, there's a... um, like a 12 minute web episode uh alan tudyk does voices when he he's like disney royalty i think i've talked about this before but alan tudyk he played wash on firefly right. you may know him from the best show on television firefly um <laughs> he, yeah and he does voices like that's that's one of his things is he doesn't really play himself and he did an, a web episode a web series called con man where there was a whole episode about voice acting and mm. the voices that he does and stuff. And it's, it's cool. It's fascinating. Um, I actually never watched. I meant to, I remember seeing the trailers for that. And yeah, I donated to the, it was like a Kickstarter. Yeah. It was like a Kickstarter, but it was not Kickstarter. It was the other one. It was uh GoFundMe. Yeah. GoFundMe. And I donated and they gave me access. I still have access if you want to watch them. Um, but I mean, it's a release. Is it? Oh yeah, they're they've already done season two, which they uh, this is a a really good point to make. The uh, they released season two as one of the pilots on it's one of the pilot shows on um, now I can't think of the name of it. It's comic, not the Comic Con. It's what's the big Comic Con? San like, Diego. San Diego, yeah. Well, I no, I think there's there's a there's a whole network called like Comic Con HQ. I think that's the name of it. I could oh, be wrong. Could be. I've, I've never heard of it though. Anyway, there's there's a a Comic Con web channel, and Con Man season two is one of the shows. Mark Hamill has a show on it, and he does basically it's like antique road show, but it's for like pop culture stuff. Like he, he'll go to comic book stores and and talk about the most rare, expensive comic book they have in the comic shop, and then he'll go and oh wow, talk about movie memorabilia and stuff like that so i gotta i gotta find that right now it's that seems like something kevin smith would be a part of for some reason i'm sure he has a show on it yeah so okay i i 
do have to apologize. I think I derailed you. You talk about the adult cartoons, not adult as in porn, but adult as in higher sensibility. And you mentioned heavy metal. So what what do you what do you have to say about heavy metal? Because I I saw it when I was very young. It was on HBO. Like I've said before, I don't have I never had any restrictions on each like what I watched is what I watched. Um and that had some graphic sex. That mm-hmm. absolutely like nudity and when I was a kid, I loved cartoons. I absolutely yeah. loved cartoons. I would almost prefer to watch things in cartoon form when I was much younger. And so when that came on, I remember seeing it and just being in total and complete like shock. It was a lot of shock value because of the nudity. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked it, but not the, just the nudity, though, the violence too. the violence, the nudity and the music was like stuff I hadn't heard yeah. before. And, um, I was it was very confusing to me because like the themes in it are very I want to say cerebral and sci the sci-fi was like hardcore sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Some and of it that, was goofy, some of it was just kind of dumb. Yeah, wow. some of it was, but I think for the most part the fantasy and sci-fi theme mixture right. was very confusing to somebody that was as young as I was when I watched it. Um I can't. I, yeah. I can't say that it made me dislike it, but I didn't understand it. I was fairly young when I watched. I want to say maybe late tweens, you know, twelve, you know, maybe thirteen, something like that. But yep. it floored me. I don't remember where I saw it. I yeah, I think maybe I just caught it on HBO or one of the movie channels. I don't know, but it floored me. A the style of animation was weirdly like he, like they talked about before, weirdly dated but fluid like very yeah. well done if there's a weird like late 80s or uh early 80s late 70s style of animation they saw a few things that was like it was really fluid like very very probably expensive for its time it dates it like you never see anything like it before but it's very just kinetic i don't know how to describe it yeah but the style of animation for me and like i said the nudity but the the little sketches like it's an anthology like one thing after another that kind of there's this orb that kind of leads that's a common thread throughout the whole narrative that's a sentient evil thing that keeps popping up in these disparate stories that really have nothing to do with each other except that this orb is there that kind of was weird to me like i i I followed these stories with this orb like the world war ii plane that went down also those zombies because the orb brought them to life yeah or the aliens that had to try to grab it and they were all high on cocaine or space cocaine and try to park their ship or, you know, just all these different things that I was like, this is really weird. I can't stop watching it, but I don't yeah. understand it. Well, I have a whole bunch of the heavy metal magazines um, and I don't know which came first. I'm going to guess the magazine came first. Yeah, if yeah. I had to guess. Yeah. And then they made the movie out of stories out of that because it was it is. I mean, I it is some serious sci-fi some serious like because essentially all it is is you know a bunch of comic books or graphic novels mashed together into this magazine um and then i get i get the same exact feeling from i don't know if you remember from the mid 90s mtv had liquid television oh yes that was the weirdest thing and it like eon Eon, flux eon flux it was ripped from heavy metal as far as i'm concerned oh yeah and that was weird because the girl kept dying she always died yeah she'd do her thing she'd be really skilled or whatever like she's a futuristic secret agent something and then she would always die at the end i thought that was the weirdest yeah. cartoon 
but they were a bunch of things from liquid television. It, that was basically just like a trippy, almost <laughs> like film student or like animation student, mm-hmm. like re- depository repository or depository. I think depository. Yeah. That is the type of uh, maybe programming. Repository. Yeah. It's the type of programming that like you almost have to know, be on the inside or, it's a certain aesthetic that you have to be appreciative of. Yeah. yeah, a type of art that, you know, now avant watch. It's kind of in the same category. I always put it in the same category, and I stumbled on this by complete accident. But did you ever watch Rock and Rule? Yes, we've talked about this. Did we? Uh, we did, and I, I hadn't seen it. And I remember you bringing up a video clip from it to show me, to oh, try yeah. and jog my memory, and it wasn't anything I had seen before. But yes, go. Well, it, had, it was a... I want to say early to mid 80s cartoon, kind of like a post-apocalyptic thing where animals had evolved to take the place of humans. So it's like rats, dogs, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. It was adult, but it wasn't nudity adult. It was just weird. It had music by mainstream bands like Iggy Pop and Blondie did the music for it and other people too. It was, I can't describe it, but it was actually really good. And it was the main bad guy was this weird knockoff of David Bowie, and he was trying to summon a demon. And the two protagonists, this girl, guy and girl, could use their voice to fight the demon. It was goofy and weird and hokey, but I fucking love this cartoon. Speaking of hokey, along the same, I don't think I don't think it's along the same lines. But do you remember Cool World? Oh yes, God, Hollywood was the hottest thing. Yeah, that was. <laughs> A mixture like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit style where they mix live action Mm -hmm. with animation. And I think that that fell flat. I don't think that it was a box office success. That's esoteric enough that that could be one of my list movies where if I ever saw Brad Pitt, I'd go, hey, you're the guy in Cool World. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he'd probably be like, what? He'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Right. Okay. I was in what? I mean, that also had Gabriel Byrne and Kim Basinger. Yeah. Kim Basinger. Or Basinger. Kim Basinger. 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 There are two types of people in this world. There's Basinger <laughs> and Basinger people. I I forget which one I am to tell you the truth. Every time I say her name, I just say both. Yeah. Basis. What rolls off the tongue? The government Basingers. I think animation should be the wave of the future. Oh. And let me explain. I would love. I, and we. I apologize. Because I think we say this a lot. We talked about this the other day. So I apologize for rehashing it with you. But I'm a huge fan of Firefly. Fuck that shit. Huge huge Firefly fan. Love it. But I would not want to see it come back. As as much as that pains me to say, there's there's no real feasible way to bring back Firefly in whatever way they could that would appease me. I wouldn't... Now, do you say that as Tom Witham in 2018? But if you reround yourself 10 years, would you think you still say that? Well, where where I'm going with this is I think that Firefly could come back if it were animated. Ah, uh, I see. I think I would watch the shit out of an animated Firefly spinoff. Or if they could... Because with that, you wouldn't need to um, have everybody in the same room at the same time. You could voice act separately. So your animated version would have the same actors doing the voices. I think I would like that. That that would be even if it were a prequel, or because 
uh, I don't. I can't even say it. I can't even bring myself to say it. There's a main character that dies in the movie, <laughs> and it breaks my fucking heart. You could even go back because you know now they're older and bigger in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> but you could you could go back and explore some of the other stories that happened during season one. Like you could finish up season one's season. They're only you know thirteen episodes, but. Mm. You could finish out a, a the season, and you know I think that it could exist in animation. And this may sound weird, but with the success of Archer in in animation like Archer, I think you could do an Arrested Development cartoon. Yeah, you know, I I honestly think that. I mean, it's kind of old hat now because Lucille, you know, <laughs> you would just be listening to Mallory. Yeah, you you'd be yeah. listening. So, but I mean, still. The other characters, you know, hello, brother. <laughs> you could do jokes. And you could, you could do, do things, you know? Yeah. You, you could you could absolutely do things that you couldn't well, do with a TV show. And I think that it, like, especially with American Dad and uh, that other one that Seth MacFarlane does, Family Guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, especially with the success of those cartoons, I think that you could get away with doing a, a, a new Arrested Development. Oh, this is not unprecedented either. Uh, well, like one of my favorite cartoons from the eighties was the the real Ghostbusters, which was a you know an ad- adaptation of the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, and it wasn't the same type of humor, but it was a good cartoon. Yeah, but for the longest time, the rumors were flying around that they were going to do a sequel to Spaceballs, and it was going to be animated. Yeah, and I'm all for that. They actually did do it. They had like some five minute. Spaceballs web cartoons. Did they? Yeah, I have to find them well, now. And like Kevin Smith did a animated adaptation of Clerks, which I never saw. Like I was vaguely aware that it was a thing when it came out. Yeah. But from what I've heard and what I read, it was actually really good. Like it was actually the same. Like Kevin Smith, say what you will, he's probably lost his mojo over the years. But when he did Clerks and when he did Mall Rats, like in the early nineties, mid nineties, he was on his he was on his game. He like. Mm-hmm. He had some good jokes. He had, and it, his his style of humor would work for a cartoon really well. So people say that when the Clerks cartoon came out, he was in his zone. He was doing some good stuff. There's a whole backstory of why that thing didn't get like it only they only had like six episodes in the bag and only aired two or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole story about why that didn't keep going. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you take real things and ad- adapt them into cartoons, and it. Well, it fucking works. Look at Star Wars Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. I mean, I never watched it, but it's huge. Yeah. And Rebels. And th- let me tell you, there's one that is ripe that I think would make a fantastic cartoon. If you could do it right and not make it stupid, you could easily take The Matrix and make that like a spin off cartoon and make it really, really good. Well, in a sense, they did. I mean, well, the Animatrix, but yeah, that was Animatrix. that was more of an experimental project. That was anybody that's not familiar. When the Matrix came out, it was a runaway hit, and they decided that they were going to do a trilogy. They probably had a trilogy planned all along, but then between the second and third movie, there was a summer. Um, the Matrix Reloaded came out in like May. And then the Matrix Revolutions came out in like September of the same mm-hmm. year. And over that summer, they released something called the Animatrix, which was it was it's like an a, anthology. 
it was an anthology. It was like 12 mini movies that were all animated in some way by different animators and they were different stories, but all the stories tied into the matrix. Yeah. The overall world, the overall universe, like a, like a shared universe. And they came out with a video game that was tied in. Yeah. yeah. You know, there was uh, comic books and stuff like that. So there were huge tie-ins. So yeah, it's kind of already been done, but if you sat down and and did a straight up either reboot or continuation of the story that was the one animation style that was well written, you could easily get away with that. I would watch it. Yeah, I totally would because you could do things in that that didn't come up. Like you watch The Matrix and it's a lot of stop motion practical effects stuff that's really cool. Definitely some CGI, but they didn't overuse it. You watch the last two Matrix movies, and it's super... Like, I keep coming back to the scene where Neo fights Agent Smith, where there's like 100 Agent Smiths. Yeah. Like on the rooftop or whatever. Yeah. And that was... It was all CGI, and it was it was just bad. It was just... It, it dates a movie. Like, we we could do a whole episode of CGI. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anybody that listens... Yeah. Anybody that listens know where we stand. CGI dates you because you just put yourself... You put a pin in the fucking year you were made. So anybody that comes back and watches your movie goes, oh yeah, this is definitely a late 90s CGI or this is definitely an early right. CGI. Right. Like it dates you. Like it's it's a bad idea. Just stop doing it. Yeah. Because it just, use it to ha- enhance something. Don't use it to replace. Like I just, I, vis- I in my mind's eye, I see Neo doing like the spinning move with a staff, knocking people away. And I just, it looks like you're watching what would now be a crude video game. Yeah, but imagine that already done in like in like a cartoon. That yes, would the, that the would look fantastic. A cartoon, then it works. Then yeah. it's good. Then it's you accept it for what it is, and you right get past your and it's, sense of uncanny valley or whatever it is. It's not like the success is unprecedented either, because the DC universe has a lot of success. Oh in, my god! Yeah, like Superman, Batman. You know the the Flash, like. There's a big following of the DC cartoons. DC has done it right in cart like they they dropped the ball on their superhero movies, but their cartoon uh catalog is amazingly good. Yeah. They do a lot of really good cartoons. Yeah. Like movie length cartoons. Yeah. And I like there's a there's a bunch of stuff out there that would like live on wonderfully in cartoon format, like uh Harry Potter anything harry potter there people yeah. would eat that shit up oh god they would love it if there was a harry potter sequel like a, in an animated form people would be drooling over themselves yeah. people would watch that um anyway i just like i think that if it if that one thing had success i think you would see a huge boon of animated spin-off and sequels prequels and things like that i would watch it i i would absolutely watch you know a, a firefly cartoon mm-hmm. of course i would do you know watch anything firefly <laughs> just give me some firefly i think there are comic books if there are comic books really and there's there's a couple of novels um so it lives on that way but uh i would so- i would love to see a cartoon is there anything, can you think of anything, any cartoons that, besides the just the pure entertainment factor, like maybe something you saw as an adult that stuck with you, that affected you, like maybe it was a, like a tearjerker or 
something emotionally resonant with you? Well, almost every Disney movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a weirdo with Disney movies, and especially some of the newer ones. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Any you're you're a Disney fan? Is that what you try you're trying to tell me? I I think I might have mentioned that once before. I like familiar, but this this is I like I'm a Disney. I'll tell you this. Uh, all of the Disney movies that are tied to my children are big sentimental favorites of mine. Okay, Especially, so I just, I, I just got a picture of like your kids walking around with DVDs hanging from their clothes. Yes, that's what they do. That's what we do is okay. first day of school, their new outfit, they just pin a Disney movies to them. No, <laughs> um, like all, you know, all four of my kids, there is a Disney movie that I can... If I put that Disney movie in, I'm immediately thinking of that child. Uh, and yeah. And, um, you know. Which one is the Bat Cauldron? No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, it, well, with Haley, it is um, Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. And um, it's. Which I never saw. Sorry. Well, because you're racist. And uh, <laughs> uh, with Morgan, it is James and the Giant Peach, which is gets away it's a different type of animation style, which it's some live action stuff. But anyway, we watched that. I didn't know that was Disney. Huh? Yeah. And, um, Lydia is cars and mm. she'd probably not like that now because she's not a big cars fan anymore. But back in the day she was, and you know, what's weird is, um, the music that plays when the credits roll is what's sentimental for me. I don't, it's the end. It it's, it's it all the together. very end ties it all together. And like I seek out the music from when the credits roll on these movies because they're, uh, you know, they're just very sentimental to me. I like to get weepy. Anyway, so what about your youngest, Lara? Does she have a favorite? Well, it, it wouldn't be. It's not necessarily her favorite. It's just what what we watched at the time. Um, okay. She's a Big Hero Six. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, still so, never saw that either, but. You haven't seen Big Hero Six? There's, I, that there's out of weird... out of all the Disney movies, Big Hero Six would I think Big Hero Six would be the one that you would most be interested in. Well, what about Incredibles? Is that Disney? It's Pixar, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, Pixar and Disney are one. Right, of those. right, right. But yes, The Incredibles is Disney. That's well, good, but I see Big Hero Six being more your style. Well, this is a good, I guess, bridge because the the pill with nostalgia factor. I don't. There's a lot of cartoons I don't I just don't seek out cartoons anymore. Like even when I was um late teens, early twenties, I lo- I watched a lot of Japanese animation. Which is cartoons. It is cartoons. You're not gonna get past that. Right. But it is like so like, what I asked you about the uh emotional resonance, for me it's actually weirdly fucked up cartoons, which is Japanese animation. Yeah. So like there's this one I watched years ago called Elfin Lied or Elfin Lee. It's L I E D, and I'm not sure how people are supposed to pronounce it. I I always said Elfin Lied, mm-hmm. but it's it's an animation. It's a Japanese animation. It is fully mess you up. Watch this animation. Like it's so besides being bloody and violent because all good anime is. It's it's a it's a weird tearjerker. It's a oh my god, I can't believe like, it. It hits your weird emotions. Like your sense of tragedy and sadness, and it's dark and depressing and engaging. And like I have a lot of these animes are they they, they do that yeah, really like well. Nausicaa is it Nausicaa? The Valley of the 
Oh yeah, with the girl with the the glider and the yeah. little rat is, thing. Is that not Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind? I think it was. Yes, that does that for me because of the tragedy and the. It's got the the big giant monsters that she right. can kind of control and yeah. Well, there's also stuff like Princess Mononoke, which are which win awards and um. God, Ponyo. Which one? Ponyo. That's not going to bell. Fist of the North Star. There you go. That's just badass. Yeah. But there's this one. It's almost the king of them all. It's okay for me, at least. It's my friend told me about it, so I watched it. It's called Grave of Fireflies, and there's nothing fantastical about it. It's just the story of this boy and his little sister. I think immediately after World War II, I want to say, who are like they're living with a relative, and they're they run away from home because the, the relative is mean and cruel. And they live by a river, essentially homeless, but they have each other and they get by. And then the little girl gets sick and she wastes away. She dies. And the boy ends up, yeah, sorry. And the boy ends up a beggar in the subway. It's fuck you up storytelling. Like and the, the last sequence is just like this little flashback montage of this cute little girl just trying to get by in life, even though her life sucks. Oh, my God. Talk about like the fucking waterfalls coming out. You will cry. <laughs> you will be a grown ass man. And you will cry watching this movie. There's no two ways about it. Grave of Fireflies. If you want to have an emotional release, watch this movie. <laughs> watch Grave of Fireflies. There's another one. Um, speaking of emotional uh, cartoons, there's one that I watched on YouTube the other day. Um, I'm going to search for it right now. Okay. So real quick, though, while you're searching, honorable mention. You know what the one that messed me up the most, though, <laughs> as a kid, Transformers the movie. Yeah. Where Optimus Prime dies. No! Oh, my God. You're sitting there. I, I distinctly remember me and my brother. My dad took us to see this movie. We love Transformers. We watched all the episodes, which is actually not that many. When you look back on it, there's only like a couple seasons. Yeah. Anyways, you grow to love them. And you're sitting there watching it. And within the first fucking 15 minutes, I, I, I remember watching this going, did Megatron just kill Ironhide? What the? <laughs> oh my god! This like all the classic Transformers died in the first twenty minutes. Not all of them, but most of them died in the first twenty minutes. And then one of the greatest moments in cinema history: Optimus Prime fights Megatron. And he comes down. And he kicks the shit out of all the Decepticons because you don't Megatron. fuck with Prime. That's right. Goddamn! It's Optimus Prime beats Megatron, but takes a mortal wound and he dies. Like, that was the death of my goddamn childhood right there. Watching Optimus Prime die. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And yeah, that's all well, within the first 20 minutes, half hour of the movie. You're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, well, then you got to just rely on the Dinobots. <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. Uh, the name of yeah! the, <laughs> Sorry. that YouTube video is called Out of Sight. It's about five and a half minutes long. It's a cartoon. It's a little bit. It hits you right in the feels. I don't, oh, is that the one? Is it like a, a fat guy? No. In the house? That's okay. Never mind. Nope. No, it's well, a little I mean, girl. Look at the little, little girl okay. loses her dog. Oh, shit. I don't want to watch that. No, yeah, you got to. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> well I mean, look at. Look, you uh, must. And they still do this. Look at the beginning of Up. Everybody talks about the beginning of Up all the time. Like, oh, my God. The with first, the montage with the old with lady. The montage died. with the wife and all that stuff. People are like, oh, how do you sit down and watch a kid's movie and cry like a baby? Yeah. You know, that's human stories, man. 
Yeah, and this is animation can do this well for whatever reason. Like if I could, if I watch a live action version of Up, I don't think I would be touched as much. But the cutesy, exaggerated features of a, the characters juxtaposed with the tragic plot points they're going through, it changes things. It makes things more. I don't know. It touches you in a weird part of your brain that doesn't get touched otherwise. Yeah. Like, like you can't. Like you watch it. You watch a movie like a drama. And some character dies or whatever, you, and you, you'll feel it if it's done well. But you always know their actor, especially yeah. if it's somebody you know. But in an animation, that's not an actor. That's the entirety of their being is right there in front of you. The beginning end in this cell by cell existence. And for whatever reason, as ironic and weird as it sounds, that seems more real because you know they're not actors. You know that this thing's existence is right what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. That's uh, it's weird. I don't know. Anyway, I'm. Uh, I think that I'm. I'm gonna be done here in a minute. Okay. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've got to. <laughs> this is why we call it part one, just so you know. I've got to throw in the towel. So this concludes cartoons volume <laughs> one, and um, we'll come back to this subject after our anniversary episode, which is probably the next episode we're gonna. Yes. Quite. All right. So, so um, you have trivia? I got trivia. Do you got trivia? I got trivia. You want to go or do you want me to go? I got some trivial trivia. Yeah. This is okay. I'll go because I, I got it ready. This is, uh, I'll give you a hint. This is incredibly in your wheelhouse. Oh, God damn it. Incredibly okay, so. Go. <clears throat> Maybe that was too big a hint. Anyways. <laughs> Next to the U.S. Army, this entity is the biggest buyer and importer of explosives in the United States. Oh, and it's right in my wheelhouse. Yes. Other than the Army, this thing, this organization, is the biggest buyer and importer of explosives. I know this. You do know this. I do. And it is the Walt Disney Company. Specifically? Walt Disney World. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I feel like I built it up too much. I told you you would get in. You... (laughs) If you had a frame of reference, you might not have gotten it. No, I, I would have got that. Walt Disney World buys more explosives than anything else. Mining companies, fucking yeah. whatever else. Like You should see the fireworks displays. My God, man. You've never <laughs> been to Disney World, right? Oh, no. Cedar Point. Just as good. Well, come on now. <laughs> uh, okay, here's my trivia oh, question. I have. What, what part of your body has the smallest bone? My body in particular, or <laughs> the human body, smallest bone in the human body. Go, ah, uh, smallest bone in the human body. That is got to be see, like the obvious answer is like the pinky toe, the foot, you know, something like that. So I'm going to say the skull, not the skull itself, but the skull contains the smallest bone. Okay, you're you're warm. The... Let me just say that there was some foreshadowing in this episode. The penis. Well. Does it have a bone? I take that back. Um, <laughs> I'm just mine, anyway. It's definitely not mine. If you have inserted your penis into a skull, <laughs> there you go. If you have bone shards in your penis, then there was a this body part was mentioned earlier in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the penis. Okay. <laughs> You're just looking for excuses to say penis. Penis. I don't remember talking about anything but a penis. Uh, what the fuck did we talk about? What? Think special effects. Oh, okay. The the penis. 
I said, a special effects artist. Oh, yeah. He did this in Alien Covenant. The extendable jaw. Yes. No. Oh, okay. I got you. The penis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be disappointed if you say (laughs) anything other than penis again. (laughs) Yeah, at this point. Um, What? What the hell did we talk about? What part of the body? Oh, the ear. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I got you. The ear has the smallest bone. Yes. The cochlear. Oh, see, now you go all smart. Was that it? Well, it's the ear. I the, the eardrum, the, the tympanic membrane is a bone. Oh, God. CSI anatomy. Yeah, I have, I'm actually pretty sure that's not true, so I'm going to... Yeah, but it sounded good, so... It sounded, it sounded authoritative. It. I should have just stuck I would it. have absolutely bought that. Uh, yes. Yeah, the ear. So... Did you know that some of the other primates have penile bones, though? That's a thing. Is that why they call it a boner? I yes, we'll go with that. Hmm. But like just like the character on Growing Pains. <laughs> My best friend Boner. Yeah, what you know, the... some, even back then, somebody had to be like, uh, in the meeting to talk about naming characters. Yeah, you really want to name this character Boner? I mean, do you? I guess it will be worth a giggle every time he's on screen. But I, I don't know. What was the name of the boyfriend sidekick in Family Ties? Skippy. Skippy? Yeah, Skippy. And then there was another one, wasn't there? Like, Well, he was never the boyfriend. He Mallory, was Mallory's boyfriend. What was his nickname? Nick. Didn't he have a nickname, or was it just Nick? Well, Skippy had a thing for Mallory, but he was never a boyfriend. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I gotta watch me some Family Ties. Yeah. I'm surprised they can remember that, to tell you the truth. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I am going to go to sleep. And as I record this... The Patriots have not played in the Super Bowl yet, but by the time people hear this, they will have they, won. They will have either won or lost. I'm. That's a pretty bold statement to make. They will either have won or lost. I. Yeah. Well, they could. You're gonna be able to back that up. Uh, I'll back that up, and I will say they will either win or lose in the Super Bowl. I say they will win, and four fifths of the country is going to be pissed. Yes, <laughs> I would like it if they win. I want a really good game. And for all my Philadelphia Eagles fans that are listening, uh, I will not be completely upset if the Eagles win. You just kind of, you need your team to be an underdog once in a while. And with the Pats winning every year, you know, yeah, whatever. it's old. It does. But, you know, the way I look at it is all these people that are complaining that the Patriots need to stop winning. I say, come and take it. You want this trophy? Come yeah. and take it. Come and get Step it. Step up. Step yeah. up. So, anyway. By the time people are listening to this, uh, the results of the football game will be in. So I'll either be very happy or a little bit sad. And on that note, I will bid you adieu. My name is Tom Sing a Whistle with them. <laughs> wow. That was a weird callback that nobody's going to understand. But yes. You didn't think I, I was pre- going to let you go. I appreciate it. Episode that was good. Yes. Without the Sing a Whistle coming up. Sing a Whistle. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. I I guess I am uh, Bob Optimus Penis Bone Scully. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, Penis Boner Monday Milk. All right. See ya. Dip your penis in it. Dip your boner in my ear. Inner <laughs> ear. <laughs> the cochlea. Uh, dip me in your Monday Milk. Oak nugget. Bye bye.
Eh, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, okay. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Nasty. Okay, I'm ready now. Did you just spit on the floor? No, it's like I got a trash can over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> My apartment's I don't know. Saliva. <laughs> My saliva view. and jizz everywhere. That's. <laughs> <laughs> My view of it was pretty well. You uh, <laughs> you look like you just spit on the floor. I can. Nobody's gonna tell me no. Yeah, <laughs> freedom. The benefits of single living. <laughs> yeah, the one. You spit on the floor. Nobody cares, and well, you can play your PlayStation anytime you want. Jesus cares. You ready? Ready. Welcome everybody to Masters for Fundication.